Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joe Bros Podcast. Before we get started, I want to say thank you for coming and listening to our podcast tonight. It really means a lot to me that you guys are listening in. Uh, so the game that we're actually doing is a console game. It's not a, bo- uh, a mobile game, and it's available on PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. Tonight, I am joined by my very best friend, Caitlin. Hi, everyone. And she's going to give you a little bit of an intro to the game. Alright, so I just want to let you guys know that there is a spoiler warning ahead for some of the missions that you will encounter in this game. So in this game, are you into saving people? Hunting things? I bet you thought we were going to talk about Supernatural. Well, you're wrong! We're talking about The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition, to be specific. So, Caitlin, you and I have played this game multiple times and we both enjoy it very, very much. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, what... (laughs) is this game about so this game is about a witcher named Geralt of Rivia so he is about a century old witcher and basically he is trying to find his adoptive daughter Siri who is the child of legend in this game oh and that's very interesting and what can you explain Siri a little bit so Siri is a daughter of the elder blood and what that means is that she has elf blood in her and she's able to use these powers she can teleport um she's unable to use the magic in the witcher universe which are called signs she's incredibly powerful but she's unable to control it so a lot of the times she'll go berserk for a while and disappear into a green mist In the game, you actually visit one of the sites that she was at, and it's pretty much destroyed the surrounding area. Um, She has white hair and green eyes and a large scar across her face. If you play the game, you'll definitely see her on the cover, and you'll see her in a lot of cutscenes. You do play as her in a couple of portions of the game, but mostly in flashbacks when you get to key elements in the game as Geralt. Sounds like a very good description of Siri. I have a nice picture in my head. She looks very She's beautiful. So pretty. <laughs> so, what makes this game great? Is it everything? <laughs> well, let's talk about the characters. Who are some of your favorite characters? All right. So, number one, of course, is going to be Geralt of Rivia. Um, <clears throat> as the main protagonist in the game, if you guys are a fan of the Witcher universe, you've obviously met him before. In this game, he's a much older witcher. He's a lot more wizened. He's also... He's recovered from his amnesia by this point, so he knows a lot more about himself than he did in the previous two games. Um, If you haven't read the novels, which there is an extensive collection of novels, and you haven't played the first two games, there are a couple of points that you are going to miss as Geralt. He is a stoic man. He doesn't really show emotion all that much. But that is because he is a witcher and the mutations that they go through prevent them from showing emotions. Um, He does have a couple of love interests that you can get with in the game. And pretty much he's just an all about great guy. You get to choose morally who he will be in the game. It does have a kind of karma system going on. You can go the evil route where you steal money, you kill monsters, you don't really help people. Or you can go like the paladin's way. You can refuse money for doing jobs. You get more experience and items doing it that way. And you also have a better chance of getting the good ending in the game. Is there anyone else you would like to talk to uh, talk or talk about, I should say? 
So one of the major love interests in the game and in the novels is actually Yennefer. Yennefer Vengerberg is Geralt's like one true love. Many people will disagree with me on that, but for me, it's always been that way. Geralt made a wish on her behalf for them to be together. They've been together through it all. And the funny part is, is like they hate each other half the time, but they're always drawn back to each other. It sounds like, like true Always. Love. I love them so much. <laughs> Yennefer is waifu for laifu. <laughs> and we've been talking about heroes. Is there a main villain in the story? So the main villain of this story is actually a group of people. It's a group of fairies called the Wild Hunt. And if you've not encountered the term before, the Wild Hunt is actually these... Uh, well, huntsmen. They travel across the night sky. They're from Irish and Nordic mythology. They uh, collect people. You don't actually have to be a fairy to join the wild hunt. They collect people to join them, and they pretty much pillage everything. They're after Ciri because of her elder blood, and they actually want to uh, mate with her. <laughs> because uh, a child produced would be invaluable to them. They, they want her blood. She can... Okay, so the magic in this world was brought on by a cataclysmic event called the Great Conjunction. And when this happened, all sorts of fell beasts snuck into the world. Magic became more prevalent in the world. So when the Wild Hunt goes by, they really want to be the most powerful beings. They want to take over the world. That's their goal. So does everyone with Elder Blood have the ability that Ciri does? No. So, Ciri is actually a special case. Her bloodline is gone back for generations and generations, and it's very interesting in the fact that um, Ciri was talked about in the first novels and in the first game without actually ever existing. The fact that she's child of legend, well, destiny brought them together. So, her city that she is from was actually destroyed, and Geralt thought her dead for the longest time. He was helped by a merchant after being horribly injured. When he got back home, Ciri was at his house. And it was incredible because Ciri was like, oh my god, it's Geralt! <laughs> I'm totally destined for you! And he's like, you know what? I accept this. I accept this now. And it's just, it's a really great father-daughter relationship between Geralt and Ciri. It, it, it really means a lot to me to show he cares a great deal about her and you'll get to know this more the more you play the game and now that we've talked about some characters and the main story how would you uh how what would what can you say about the graphics what aspect of the graphics is the best aesthetically pleasing to you so the great part about the witcher that i thoroughly enjoy is it really captures the essence of time um the day and night cycle is fairly long it usually runs i want to say about 12 to 15 minutes so you will go from night to day very quickly uh you can there's a waiting period that you can do so you can totally wait during the day but the fields the atmosphere at night you get different weather so rain and snow in certain parts uh when you travel to skelliga which is an island there's going to be a lot of snow and you actually have to travel by boat everywhere the water graphics are absolutely amazing especially swimming underwater you get this cloudiness unless you drink potions to counteract this um one of my favorite things is Geralt's beard which is ridiculous i know but <laughs> i like men with beards 
Geralt's beard and hair grows over time. You can get several different haircuts and beard options in the game and it will grow out over time. So you actually have to like keep up on the maintenance of it. Like if you want him to look a certain way in cutscenes, you actually have to keep up with his maintenance. Very interesting. He's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So why would I play this game instead of, let's say, Skyrim? Ooh, that's a hard one. So I love Skyrim. I've logged thousands of hours. And so have I. Like thousands of hours into that game. Uh, The reason I like the I prefer The Witcher to Skyrim, which I never thought I would say, is it's like a level up for Skyrim. It's the open world aspect. You can go anywhere. You see it, you go there. And... I like the fact that there was something in Skyrim that never really worked, which is uh, your weapons were infinite. So you oh, like once you hit a certain level, you were OP. You could kill anything and everything. And that took a lot away from me. Um, being able to one-hit kill everything in the game, it gets boring after a while. And even when I'm bored in The Witcher, there's always things to find. There's always weapons to repair. There's always armor I need to fix. There's the interactions with the NPCs seem a lot more real. They're not as stiff and disjointed. Granted, Skyrim was made in like 2012, so the engines were a little less sophisticated than they are now, but interactions with the NPCs are always better for me in The Witcher. I feel like they're actual people and that I have an effect on their lives. Like, sounds like... Sounds like you really have thoroughly thought about this game. Oh my god, (laughs) I think about this game all the time. So, we're... Almost up with our time, so I think it's uh, the part of the podcast where we do our rating. Caitlin, out of 10, how would you rate the graphics in this game? The graphics, I'm going to put at a 7. How come? A 7? You talk so highly of them. So they are really great, but they all have their faults. You do glitch through the world. Sometimes you glitch through trees. Uh, Your horse cannot walk over mountains. Okay. Things like that. Um, What would you say about the artwork? The artwork is spectacular. So a 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Awesome. What about the musical score? Oh my god, the music is gorgeous, and every time you go to a different realm, there's different music to go along with it, including battle music. Oh, that's very nice. How about, uh, so you would say a 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. What about the storyline? Storyline, 11. (laughs) Which is my lucky number, so you know it means a lot. It's, the story is amazing, and the DLC is even better. Um, how would you rate the difficulty? Difficulty is definitely going to be a 10. It's, it's difficult, especially if you go on for like, uh, something like the death march, which is you, if you die, you start over. Um, you can go from one to dark souls real quick. (laughs) And what would you say about the controls? How's the handling? Controls are absolutely amazing. He does get a bit clunky when it comes to climbing over things. So probably an eight out of 10. Oh, Yeah, climbing over things. Climbing to places you're not supposed to be and then trying to get out of them is real difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for the overall content, what would you give it? 10. It's a great game, and I recommend it to everybody. I talk incessantly, as you guys have heard. So let me total everything up. And after we've totaled everything up, it comes out to a solid 8 out of 10 for this game. And I think that's a pretty fair um, rating for this game. It's not, you know, perfect, and no game ever is, but it's pretty... You lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty damn close. Thank you so much for uh, listening to Joe Pro's podcast. 
I did want to let you know I'm on Twitter at GameshowJoeBro. You can also look up the hashtag JoeBroGameshow and you'll be able to find me as well. I post every Saturday with a new uh, review of a mobile game. And if you want to check out my, my previous ones, you can go to JoeBroGameshow.blogspot.com. Thank you so much and have a good day, evening.